Good morning, Power Place. I'm Isaiah. I'm the lead pastor here at the Power Place. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. We want to help you to understand that God doesn't want just one encounter with you, but he wants encounters with you. Um, if you understand the Lord and who he is, then you understand that there's a relationship there that he is longing for to have with you on a personal level, not just a Sunday morning level, but a personal level during your week, every moment of every day, whether you're driving in your car, whether you're in your work cubicle, whatever you're doing, God wants to encounter you in that moment. And so when we give him access to those areas, we open up another door for him to speak. One of the greatest doors you can open in your life is the door for the Lord to speak. And so let me encourage you as a church, don't, don't cap God, don't limit God to just, hey, Lord, I'm here at Sunday morning, I made my calendar appointment, but open up that door for the week so that the Lord can continue to speak to you, whether whatever environment you're in. If you're a hunter, you're in the tree for a long time, you have a lot of time for the Lord to encounter you in the tree. Let him do it. Watch how he starts to speak through, to you in those, in those moments. Um, how, however you, however you, you live your week, just add God to it. I think we overcomplicate things a, a lot of times when it comes to the Lord. It's like, I need to be super spiritual in this moment. If I'm super spiritual in this moment, then the Lord can act. And the reality is uh, something that, uh, uh, I don't know if you got to hear uh, Mark and, and Sonia Forganchik as they were in this last weekend, but... But one of the things that Sonia said uh, when, we were, when we were talking was, she said, we love to be naturally supernatural. If you understand that God is not overly complicated, he's not overly complicated. He just wants to have a relationship with us. And so we don't have to get in, I don't have to get into my spiritual suit to then be, to, oh, now I'm a pastor. I wasn't a pastor when I had my gym shorts on, but now that I have, I'm ready. No, 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 no. We just operate in and who he is. And so everywhere we go, everything we do, whether, whether we're at the grocery store, it doesn't matter where we, we're just operating in the supernatural because the Lord wants to walk. He wants to talk with us. He wants, he wants to, 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 to help us learn and grow in every environment and every situation. It doesn't matter what we're doing. The Lord wants to be a part of it. And I think if we'll understand that as the church, that the Lord just wants to be a part of life with us. I mean, think about it. Think about not hanging out with your kids the whole week and just hanging out with them on Sundays and be like, what's up? You good? How was your week? Good, I'll see you next week. Like genuinely, that's what some of you give to the Lord on a Sunday morning. You're like, I made it, Lord. Here I am. One pocket, two pockets. I'm here to receive, Lord, so you better pour. You got six days until you're gonna see me again. Those 12 people that hit the altar every week, they're weird, but I'm here. You know me, Lord, you know my heart. And this is what we give them. And then we say, okay, see you next week. Hope you, have a, hope you have a good one. We'll see you in six days. And the Lord's up in heaven. He's like, no, no, no. I want to go with you. I, I want to I inhabit your home. I want to inhabit your workplace. I want to inhabit your family. But you keep on putting me on the outside. And I'm sitting on the outside being like, knock, knock, knock. And he, you know he's not a Lord that gives up. So he's just out there knocking over and over again. You're going to open the door for me today? And when we finally open up the door and let him in, it's like, ha! Oh, what in the world? I got clarity. I got discernment. I got wisdom. I didn't even know I could have. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we have this relationship with the Father, and all of a sudden, we want to walk with him and talk with him, and everything we do, everything we act, everything we say, it always goes back to the Father. 
But see, here's the thing. And a lot of us will take this and we'll over super spiritualize everything. And then now all of a sudden we have to like float in on a cloud or we're not spiritual. It's like, no, 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 no. You just took it and made it weird. The Lord just wants to be with you and he wants to speak through you. That's it. And so when, when we actually understand that, this is why we say the power place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily. Let's just be a church that daily encounters him on multiple occasions. Amen. 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 Hey, the, uh, the Make Disciples event, let me encourage you. You want to be a part of this. Um, so if you haven't signed up to be a part of this Saturday event, the Saturday event is going to go from 10 to 4. And it's just a time we're coming together. Um, uh, Chris Allen is an amazing, amazing guy. Uh, we, we've been able to connect, and uh, it was totally a God connection. And he's coming in. He's going to pour on how to disciple, how to uh, go out, evangelize. And then we're just going to go do it. We're going to go do it. That's Saturday. Okay. And then we're going to come back. We're going to get, we're going to, he's going to impart stuff. It's just, I love what the Lord is doing. And then at 630 Saturday night, we're all coming together. Now, if you couldn't make the, the, the day, that doesn't matter. We're coming together that Saturday night and we're just going to, we're going to worship and he's going to impart on us a disciple's heart. Okay. So that's Saturday night. So Saturday, 10 to four, if you can't make it, come Saturday night, 630, slide in here. Watch what God does in this place. How many of you enjoyed Revival Nights? So good. Love what the Lord's doing. Um, and so it'll, it'll look like that Saturday night, 630, and then he'll be back Sunday morning um, to impart on our house um, at service Sunday morning, 930. Okay, so that's, that's the Chris Donald uh, event, and I'm, I'm just excited for Make Disciples um, because I believe that where we're going, if we don't make disciples, then we're failing our call. Okay, that's Bible. So God called us to go make disciples, be fishers of men. So we're, we're coming in here. Don't forget your fishing pole. Okay. And bigger weights, the better. Cause when you throw it, you know, oh gosh. So just, you know, get your fishing poles ready. We're going to go make some disciples. I'm excited about what the Lord's doing in the house, but not only in the house, through the house. I believe that these four walls could be our greatest restriction we are breaking these four walls down to go beyond them and say, hey, this city is the Lord's, this region is the Lord's, and we're going to do whatever we can to see this in his eyes. Amen. 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 Uh, real quick, and I know, we have, uh, I know we have volunteers out you know, serving in our classrooms, but if you volunteer in this house, would you just stand up? If you, whether you work in a class, whether you are usher, whether you work on a camp, can you just stand to your feet if you volunteer in this house? Uh, if you're on the cleaning team, whatever. Look at that. Can we give it up for these? Stay standing. Stay standing. Don't sit down yet because I like this is where it gets awkward. You know, you just got to stand. It's so weird. I just want to say a personal thank you because this house couldn't exist without you. Uh, every Sunday morning, um, you guys serve, you give of your time, your effort, your talent. We just want to say a huge thank you because you're a gift to this house. And you heard last week as Pastor Zane addressed keys and that God was bringing more keys. I just want to go ahead and address the fact that you are a key. We couldn't exist without you being keys for this house. I, I, I love how during the week you, you come to Friday and Saturday and this house is loaded with people cleaning this house. Nobody sees you. Nobody knows you exist. All they know is that the gum that they left under their seat on Sunday morning is now gone when they get back. <laughs> That's it. And so if you're a cleaner in this house, I want to say thank you because you never get seen. And I want to honor you and celebrate you this morning because we love you, not more, 
Yeah, don't get your head a little big. We love you, and we so appreciate the fact that you're willing to come into this house when it's dark, turn on the lights, clean this house, and leave without recognition. And so can we just celebrate our volunteers one more time? Thank you. We appreciate it. We love you. It's amazing to me how this house operates on a weekly basis, and I love what God has done and the team that he's brought. And the greatest part to me is that we are, we are expanding at a fast rate and that this building is coming and what's getting ready to happen. We're right around the corner from starting um, construction. So if you are on that list, you'll be getting updates um, uh, soon on what's going down. We just got uh, some of our last stamps that we needed. And uh, it's just exciting. And I love, I love the fact that everybody I bring over there, they're like, this isn't big enough. It's just a great you know, confirmation to the fact that we have to build again. <laughs> oh, my um, anyways, but I love, I love what the Lord is doing because he's, he's readying his church for expansion. He is readying us for expansion. What would happen if we constantly thought, Lord, it's not big enough. We need more. Like, forget building space. What would happen if we weren't content with how close we were to the Father? What if our constant uh, thought process was, Lord, you've got to expand my, my tent pegs because I need more. Lord, I need more of you. I wasn't able to get all that I could from you in that short amount of time. So, Lord, I'm coming back for more. Give me a second. I got to go brush my teeth. I'll be right back. Like, like what, ha- what would happen if a hunger started to rise up in us where we couldn't get enough of the Lord? And then all of a sudden, he just started speaking through us on a, in a ra- like uh, rapidly. Like, oh, I have a word for you. Oh, my word. I the Lord was speaking, I saw you in a, I, I don't dream, and I've been having dream after dream after dream um, of, of crazy things, and it's, it's, I wake up, and I know exactly what I dreamed, and that's not me, but I know the Lord is starting to work, and, and I know that, that God's getting us ready for what's coming, and so don't miss it. Don't be the person that's sitting and not understanding what God's doing, but be the person that's entering in. If you have any confusion or clarity issues, go to the Father. Lord, reveal. Lord, reveal. Today, I want to be addressing uh, some of the prophetic words that uh, Pastor Zane released over our house, some of the prophetic words that we've been been seeing uh, go on in this house, and we believe in stewarding the prophetic words. Go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, steward it. Steward it. I want to to steward um, prophetic words in this house in a great way, in such a great way that we see the prophetic come to pass. Okay, a prophetic word when it's released is just a seed. Okay, a prophetic word when it's released is just a seed. That seed has an option, but the option is up to you. So you have the option whether you plant the seed or whether you suffocate the seed. So you can hold that prophetic word in your hand and you can just hold on to it and be like, man, Lord, I sure hope you bring this seed to to, to bear fruit. Lord, I, I sure hope there's a harvest locked up in this seed. When there is, okay, let me, let me just be a, a confirming pastor, there is a prophetic harvest in that seed. But if you hold on to it and suffocate it, it ain't going to produce a harvest. You've got to plant the seed to see the harvest. And this is, what, this is what we get so wrapped up on sometimes is that we forget that the harvest doesn't make its way to the barn by itself. We've got to get it there as a church. And so when we talk about stewarding the prophetic, we want to steward it so well that we're workers, we're laborers. You heard Cristiano, hey, the workers and laborers, they're few. No, 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 not in this house. We have too many laborers. We're out looking for the harvest. We're like, yo, is there more? 
Let's go, baby. We're, we, 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 we know there's more. I know we forgot a seed around here. Let's go, let's go find it. So we're going back through, looking at, at prophetic words that have been released over this house, and we're stewarding them well. So I, I'll say this, uh, and let me, let me pass you for a moment. Go back through your journal and find prophetic words that have been released over you that you haven't stewarded well or haven't seen the fruit of and start to steward it. Because let me help you here. Prophetic words don't expire. They don't expire. They're just waiting for you to bring them to life. Prophetic words don't expire. We, I mean, the year of expansion was two years ago and we're expanding this year. We're just entering into our, our season of of, of bringing fulfillment to the, to the word of expansion over this house. And now we're coming in. God is multiplying our land. Amen. Amen. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the prophetic words was, was the dam is broken over this, around this region. And there, there, was, a, there was a visual of, of a dam uh, being built around this region. And we saw, we saw a wrecking ball coming in and just continue to clap against that wall. And, and uh, we were in here, I was sitting on the front row, and I felt the Lord say, the dam is officially broken. And I could feel a rush, a rush of water come through this house. And what happens is, this, this prophetic word leads into other prophetic words. And this is what I love about the Lord. This is what I love about him. He's so good. So I felt the dam is broken. Now it's your job to steward it. So the dam is broken. Now, now, now I, we've got to steward the flow. So how are we going to do that? Then Pastor Zane comes in and he starts talking about streams coming from this house. Huh. Just a coincidence. He, he stalks us. He knows everything that's going on in this house. He just knew it. No, 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 no. It's, it's what the Lord does. God brings, he brings confirmation to prophecy. So he will continue to confirm a word over and over again because that's how good he is and that's what he wants you to know. Look, look at uh, what happened to my daughter London here as, as Pastor Zane was, was prophesying over and saying, you have an international blessing, uh, international uh, anointing on you. And I'm like, yes, Lord, I need the passenger ticket on the airplane. Yes, Lord, she's gonna need a bodyguard. I'll take it. So, so the international, you know, she, she has an international anointing. That's great. And then he brought Sonia up to confirm the word. Oh, it's so funny because when she was leaving lunch, she felt in her spirit that there was an international anointing. Whoa, 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 why? Because the Lord knows, he knows that, hey, you might just need a confirmation in that word. So I'm going to bring some confirmation. I'm going to, I'm going to give you some clarity to that. And this is good. This is me. And I'm going to confirm it through another now we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because it's funny because when that first release, I'm like, man, Lord, that's a big word. An international anointing? Whew. Man, that's, that's heavy. And then when she said it, I'm like, oh, it's you, Lord. Oh, yes. Any doubt, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. He's so good. He wants to confirm it over and over and over and over again. And that's, that's the goodness of our Father. Uh, what does it look like to steward the flow? Here's the process of the word. The process after you have received a prophetic word. When we receive a prophetic word, if it isn't super clear to us, maybe we won't or don't understand it. The problem is then that we don't know how to value it. If we don't understand it, then we, then we won't know how to value it. If you don't know how to value the word, then we don't know how to steward the word. Then the word falls to the wayside and doesn't produce any fruit. If we, re, 
If we readjust, then we are a step closer to walking in the fruit of the word spoken over us. So understand that if you don't know how to value the word, then you're not going to know how to steward the word. If you don't know how to value the word, then you're not going to know how to steward the word. So if we get something and we're a little off, we're a little unclear, we're a little, uh, I don't really understand it. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to process this. Then, then we're going to miss the mark on being able to steward the word. So first of all, you need to understand, get value on this prophetic word. So you can do a, a few things. What you understand, you will know how to value. So ask the Lord for understanding and clarity and wisdom and discernment. It's not complicated. Like, I could have learned that. I know. I get it. What you understand, you will know how to value. So ask the Lord for understanding, clarity, wisdom, and discernment. What you value, you will steward well. So if you understand the value on this prophetic word, you're going to steward it well because you know the value of it. How many of you have ever bought a new car? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you did you wash your feet yet? Hey, mm feet off the seats. No, we don't eat in here. Are you sick? Is that a sick joke? Don't roll down the windows. This is new. Okay, we keep the the radio at a nice low volume. We don't want to blow anything. Okay, she's gonna drive at a nice respectable speed. Okay, chill. Why? Because it's new. And, and, and to you, it holds value. And so you're going to try to steward the best that you can. Your children are not allowed to ride in this car. Right? You're going to steward it well. You're going, you're going to, you're going to, hey, 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 there's rules and regulations to riding in this car because I know the value of it. And I had to put a lot of seeds into buying this, John. Okay? All right? So, so you're going to respect it or you lose the privilege to ride in it, okay? Pretty simple. So no brushing your hair, wives, okay? No brushing your hair in this car. That's, that's not allowed. It goes in between the seats and we can't get it out, okay? You get it. No hairspray in the passenger seat trying to hairspray. No, that's not allowed. You're getting hairspray on my windows, okay, that I just had freshly tinted. No, that's not allowed. So you know how to, all of a sudden, you become a good steward, well, I just don't know how to steward my faith. You steward a car. Man, you will go to all lengths to let your children know you put your seat on that. Ooh, you put your feet on that seat. You're done. You're done. The Lord's not going to bless us if we don't know how to steward this. You heard that. Now you're weaponizing values. You know how many times people try to weaponize the values of this house? No, we're not going to weaponize values. If a value is weaponized, you're not using it properly. Because the values of this house, the nine values of this house are meant and put in place to build up. They're used to build up. So anything that would tear down, hey, you heard what he said about stewardship. No, 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 no. Don't weaponize the value. It's there to help build rather than tear down. And so so we're, we're learning how to steward the prophetic. We're also learning how to steward the Lord. How do I steward you? This is what we talked about. You know, uh, take it all the way back. I talked about Bill Johnson with the dove on his shoulder. I am constantly walking around like there's a dove on my shoulder trying to let the dove know that he doesn't have to fly away. I want to steward the dove. 
So I'm not going to do any fast movements because I don't want the dove to go. I'm going to walk around as though there's a dove on my shoulder. I'm going to steward it well. How do you steward the Holy Spirit? You give him your ears constantly. Lord, you have my ears. Speak to me. I want to hear you. You have my mouth. Know that when you, when you speak to me, I will be obedient to release it. Oh, Lord, you can trust me. I want to steward you so well. So I don't think we actually have a, a getting into a, a relationship with Jesus problem. I think we have a stewardship problem of stewarding him well in our lives. And this is something that I believe that what the Lord is doing in this house is getting us ready because we're learning how to steward him rather than steward things. And when we steward him over things, he has the entire room, not just a space in the room. So good. So good. Practical ways to steward a word in season. Number one, soak. Spend time with him. Spend time with him. You want to steward a prophetic word? Oh, man. Just soak. Just soak. Number two, write the word down. If you're not writing prophetic words down, what you doing? You can't remember your grocery list when you get to the grocery store because you forgot it at home. And you expect to remember a prophetic word in two years. It's not going to happen. You're walking down the fruit aisle. You're like, do we need bananas or apples? Ah, You know, you're calling. Uh, oh, you forgot the list? I forgot the list. I, I can't remember what was on the list. Was it Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Captain Crunch? I can't remember. Something with the crunch. I know it's something with a crunch. And then you get a prophetic word. You're like, ah! And then you go home, you're like, man, I'm going to live with that one forever. You don't write it down. You don't steward it. Then two weeks later, you're like, what was that word? And then you're texting the person that gave you the word. Hey, do you remember the word? They're just a deliverer. Oh, they're just a deliverer. You know how many texts I get? Hey, 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 do you you, you remember that prophetic word? I don't remember it. I was just a deliverer. The Lord sent me. I came and I was obedient and I said, hey, here's the word. That's it. That was my job. I did what I needed to do. Think about it. What would happen if I continually gave back to the Lord what was supposed to be mine? Lord, you're so good. Aren't you going to remind me of that prophetic word? No, I gave it to you so that you could steward it. Man, you got to steward that thing. And so write it down. Write it in your journal. If you don't have a journal, buy it. $7.99 over at Walmart. Okay? Write it down. Get it in your heart. Understand it. Know it. The Lord will start to speak to you. Number three, get ready and start walking in it privately. Ooh, this is so good. There should have been a louder amen, but I got one, and I'm going to live on that one, so thank you. Get ready and start walking in it privately. Ooh, this is so good. This is so good. Ooh, get ready and start walking in it privately. Just because you got a prophetic word, I love where Pastor Zane went with this, doesn't mean that tomorrow you're going to wake up and London's on a flight out to Indonesia to have a prophetic word spoken over. She's like, I got an international anointing. I'm on my way to Indonesia. No. Get it and start stewarding it privately. Start to activate it privately. Lord, where are you calling this? Lord, I'm going to start praying. I'm going to start getting a list of different countries to pray over. Lord, whatever that looks like for me, God, I'm going to start stewarding it. Whatever, what, whatever that is for you. Hey, you, you know, you're, you're a disciple. Hey, you're going out. You're going to be an evangelist. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Oh, man, I got to go do it now. Or I'm going to miss it. No, no, no. Start to steward it privately. Take it to the Father in private moments. Lord, what does this look like? <laughs> what do you have? Because I know this prophetic word. Lord, it, it resonates with my spirit. 
So since it does, Lord, help me to bring this to light. Lord, I want to bring this to fruition. So you're going to have to help me to see what I cannot see. So now start to speak. And then the Lord starts to speak. And you're like, oh, wow. And then you don't have to go back to the 12 people that you shared. You just do it privately. There's another one. Oh, Lord, you're so good. There's another one. Hey, you don't have to make this call. Hey, hey, Johnny, the prophetic word is changing. Remember what I told you? It's changing. I just want to let you know. Call you in five. You don't have to make that call anymore because you're stewarding it privately. Oh, it's so good. He didn't give it to you and your group of friends. He gave it to you. So steward it well. Oh, man. I think that some of us, I, oh, let me, let me just go here. I'm just going to have a full transparency moment. Ready? Transparency. Here it is. Hello. Um, I had to learn this. I had to learn not to share everything that I knew from my big toe to my, my ear. I, ha- I had to learn it. You want to know anything? I'll, I would tell you. Ask my wife. You, you want to know it? Sure, why not? I'll, I'll give you any information you want. And the Lord is like, hey, I, I gave that to you. That, that was for you to steward in private. And now that you released it, it's going to be really hard for you to steward that word. So, so I would take that back to private moments with me. And I started to feel this adjustment in my spirit where it's like, ooh, you're releasing things too soon. Just because you know it doesn't mean you need to speak about it. Just because it's in the, front of your, you know, the forefront of your mind doesn't mean it needs to be shared in this moment. You need to start stewarding things in the private before it becomes public. Because when it becomes public, it should already have prayer, intercession, fasting, all of those things behind scenes, behind the scenes, behind the scenes. It should already have this behind the scenes. And behind the scenes, now it becomes public. But there's so much weight in the private that public could actually make sense. You don't have people sitting there being like, wow, this guy's out there, isn't he? No, 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 because it's been stewarded so well behind closed doors in the private moments with the father in the private moments get ready and start walking in it privately and last the word may evolve differently than you expected but it always produces the word God has given you the word may evolve differently than you expected but it always produces the word God has given you you don't know how you're going to get from point a to point b but you do know that God's going to get you there so just steward it on the way Steward it on the way. Steward it on the way. Why do we miss it sometimes? Why do we miss it? Why, when God speaks so clearly, do we miss it? Because the church is tuned out rather than tuned in. I promise you, the church is tuned out rather than tuned in. We are, we are, we are tuned into the wrong channel, and we're missing out on what God is speaking. We are tuned out rather than tuned in. When we come into his presence, it takes us 10 minutes just to get off everything from our week so that we can actually enter in when God's like, hey, I'm looking for undignified praise. Oh, I'm just going to need a minute, Lord. It's a big week. I have to work some things out, Lord. If you want me to be undignified, you know, you're going to have to set me free this morning. It's funny, but it's genuine. You know, a lot of us walk in this place, we're like, Lord, don't. Don't, Lord, any week but this week. (laughs) You know it. And it's been like five weeks in a row, but any week but this week. This is all you're getting, Lord, so take it. (laughs) Be happy that I showed up. The woman you gave me, (laughs) this is all you're getting. 
position. We're in this area where, where we start to put stipulations on the Lord and we're like, because of how my week was, because you didn't show up and you didn't enter in, now I got to come in this place and worship you? Really, Lord, you let me out to dry this week and now I got to come in and I got to have undignified praise? Is that real? The Lord's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Since when did this become condition-based? If it was condition-based, why did I carry a cross for you? As, 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 as people were standing on the sidelines, the religious people spitting at me, walking, why, why, what, wait, wait, this is condition-based? This is news to me. I didn't know that you only worshiped when you felt like it. I didn't know that you only stewarded uh, prophetic words when you felt like it. I didn't know that you had to be in the right headspace. Oh, gosh, welcome to 2023. I got to be in the right headspace to be able to receive. What are we doing? Like a bunch of infants coming in and just, wah, I don't know. And wah, I, I just went, I'm hungry. I don't know why. Over and over again. And it's like the Lord's up in heaven. He's like, oh, I wish I could spank you. <laughs> oh, I wish I could intervene. I'm not a puppeteer. I'm not a puppeteer. I'm not a puppeteer. I'm not a puppeteer. <laughs> We got our feelings hurt. No. I don't know. You get it. You get it. You get it. You hear me. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be. I, 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 don't, I want you to understand. I'm not, I'm not coming against you. I'm trying to help you. I, want you. I want you to understand we all have those thoughts. Oh, my goodness. You know how many times I said, Lord, just take the church back. It's yours. Well, I don't need it. It's not for personal gain, Lord. It's for you, so you can have it. <laughs> Move us away, Lord. International anointing. <laughs> oh, Jamaica, here I come. The, the white sands of Barbados. I'll take it. <laughs> There's an anointing there. And we're, we're, so, we're so tuned out we forget to tune in. And it's all about us rather than all about him. And so we have this thought process and this mentality that, Lord, if you don't do it, I'm not going to be able to enter in. And it's, it's condition-based. And here's the, here's the craziest part. Friday night comes. Pastor Zane starts to prophesy. Pop. Pop. This is what he said. He said, he said Isaiah, I go to churches where I can't find the anointing. I look for it. I go to the bathroom to try to find it. Like, there's no anointing. He said, when I drove in the parking lot, I could have prophesied to the trees. Ooh. What he doesn't know is the prophetic word of the oaks of righteousness. We, all over this place, there's oaks of righteousness rising up. Trees of strength, favor, blessing, pouring. There's things happening all over this house. People are starting to rise up into authority. And God's like, ooh, I'm going to use that. I'm going to go there. Ooh, this is a house that hosts me well, so I can come and reside. And, and Pastor Jane said, as he was walking down the hallway, he's like, I could have prophesied to every single person as I was walking in down the hall. He's like, the prophetic anointing was so easy. I felt like, shupa, shupu, bam, wah. And we take it for granted. We can, I, I, I personally sometimes come in this house. I'm like, Lord, is there any hope in here? Hey, it's, I'm just being transparent. We get it. Oh, and then the Lord moves. And then on Sunday, we see, we see this entire altar filled with people hungry to be filled. 
Not filled, activated. Oh, you want to say you can't learn. I learned on Sunday. I'm like, oh, you ain't filled. You getting activated, son. You already been filled. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm like, PZ, you blew my mind. I'm always like, be filled, be filled. Now, you, you already filled, you jokester. <laughs> you just got to get activated. Oh, you're never above learning. I'm like, you're an idiot. You don't have to be filled. An entire page, next page. You're already filled. Just get activated. Man, I call my dad. I'm like, dad. He's like, I didn't even think about it. Like, dad, what are we doing? He's like, I know. We're, this is great. This is huge. He, my dad, he's 60s. He's in his 60s with a healthy mullet and a great beard. He's like, Zay, I learned something today. Oh, oh, humility. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's, I'm sorry, but that's a dad I want. My dad, oh, wasn't that good? He's like, no, 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 Zay, that was revolutionary. Like, man, we've been doing this thing for so long, and yet, yet something sparked on Sunday. He was like, oh, I can learn from that. I, I need to learn from that. I want to glean from that. And some of us come in this place, we're like, I got nothing to learn because I'm successful. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like, the Lord is like, hey, if you'll just understand this, that, that area of pride will leave. I don't got it all figured out, but he does. Oh, and he's so good. He's like, hey, I'm going to help you with the next 30 years of your ministry. You don't need to be filled. You're already filled. You need to be activated. I stood right here, and Miss Sonia came up, and she goes, this is the easiest altar call I've ever had with people being filled. She said, literally, everybody I go down, they're already filled. No. I mean, activated, 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 activated. People speaking in their heavenly language. Do you understand that we're in 2023 and the heavenly language is taking a back seat? Can I help you, church? That will always be our focus. The Holy Spirit and speaking like him. only that it's like almost one in the afternoon and the Lord was still working I love it there was no give up on time it was I'm hungry Ooh, Lord we want rain we want rain our umbrellas are up we want rain and so Lord we say rain down on us rain down on us we are prepared and ready for rain Mark 4, verse 1. This is again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake. While all the people were along the shore at the water's edge, he taught them many things by parables and in his teaching said, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they, were, they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and 
choked the plants so that they did not bear any grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the 12 and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. Pausing for one second, verse 17, I I believe is, is the church of today. I believe the church is excited for a short time. Because they react out of joy, not stewardship. So they react out of in the moment and they never take the time to steward the word. I believe that this is the problem with most homes today because they react in the moment and they never steward their children. And so they've raised in an environment that is mass chaos. This is is what's happening. We have to learn how to hear the word, plant the word, and steward the word. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, and some 100 times what was sown. Good soil is the only soil to plant in. Good soil is the only soil to be planted in. When you struggle to get roots, when you struggle to put down roots in your home, nothing else will succeed. There is order in the heavenlies. My grandfather used to talk about this all the time. He would say, hey, listen, you have to understand structure and ministry. It's family, spouse, family, church. You cannot have success without those in order. Church doesn't become, ministry doesn't, nope. It's spouse, family, church. And when you get those things in order, you understand who God is. And so when you put down roots at home, you can't just be a spiritual giant for your buddies at work. You have to be a spiritual giant at home. This is something that that I believe this house is hosting is men of God that are on fire. It was, I think, two or three weeks ago, we were looking at all the pictures that had been taken on that Sunday morning, and most of the pictures were of men worshiping. Yeah, it's clapworthy. I believe that God God is, is building the men of this house to host and carry where we're headed. And please understand, I'm not saying women couldn't do it. I'm saying that the men of this house are rising up and God is going to honor the headship of this home. Amen. Amen. And understand that when when the man of the house gets it, it's a lot easier for the children to get it. When the man of the house gets it, it's a lot easier for the children to get it. Now, if, if you're a single mom 
I'm telling you, if you're, if you're married and, and maybe your house is divided, hear me. Prayer is the most powerful weapon you own. Get on your knees and start praying because a house divided cannot stand, but a house in unity that comes together and God wants your house in unity. And so continue to pray until it comes into unity. Don't give up on it. Oh, it's been six years. It's okay. It's okay. Are you willing to fight to 15? Come on, start to pray. Get in, get in, get hungry for the Lord and watch as the Lord starts to open up doors that you never thought possible as he starts to open up your eyes to see things that you couldn't see before. That's what the Lord wants to do in and through you. But I'm proud of the men of this house. I'm, I'm proud to go to men's group and watch as men get undignified before the Lord. It's just good. It's just good. It's good to see men worshiping um, without care. It's good to see men hungry for the Lord and, and getting in and understanding that God being first is the most important. And I believe God's bringing fresh rain on this house because we're going to steward it well. We're going to steward it well. Pastor Zane had a dream about streams, streams coming from an overflow. The overflow was the church. There were all kinds of streams, he said. And he said they would be artesian streams, artesian water. By definition, artesian water is a type of free-flowing spring water that comes from an artesian well or spring. Unlike traditional wells, which require a pump, the water is artesian. The water in an artesian well is from an underground aquifer that reaches the surface naturally due to pressure. An artesian spring is formed when the water gets to the surface through a fracture or porous layer. Many people around the world say that artesian water has a sweet and refreshing taste that can't be replicated by other types of water. I don't even know if Pastor Zane knew what he was saying. Uh, This is like, are you kidding me? Ready? It is naturally filtered and contains minerals such as calcium, magnesium, and potassium, which can be all great for your health. These minerals can help maintain a healthy balance of electrolytes in your body and help keep you hydrated. Artesian water also has a slightly alkaline pH, which can help neutralize your body's acidity and improve the taste. Are you kidding me? The Lord's so good about prophecy in this house that he brought streams of living water, a a, a prophecy about streams of living water, and they would be artesian streams. And then produces other prophetic words about this house is going to be the pool of Bethesda, a house of healing. Did you read what I just read? That water helps produce health. Are you kidding me? You mean the Lord gave two, one helping the other? Prophetic words? What? Oh, read between the lines, people. Help me to understand. This is so good that, that, that what the Lord is bringing in this house is coming from underneath. It is coming from pressure that's been built up over years saying, Lord, we're going to steward you well. And the only thing we want is you. And God is building up pressure and he's releasing streams from this house. And it's streams of healing. Oh, streams of healing. Oh, I can't tell you how good it feels to be sitting in streams of health. Ooh, I was walking out in front of this church and I felt, I felt an overwhelming. I don't even know how to explain it. Health came over my body. Yeah, because streams of living water come from that house. Didn't you hear? I'm telling you, you get ready. Ooh, you get ready. Maybe we'll paint the whole building blue. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just know that what God is, is starting to, to prophesy into this house, we're already seeing the benefits and the fruit come forth from it. 
And so as we lean into these prophetic words, we see that what the Lord is doing is good because what he does is good and always will be good. The Lord can't do a bad thing if he tried. He does good. And so we just get in position and watch him work. We get in position and watch him work. And then, and then we get in position. We have to do something. For, for, I mean, for how many weeks we would get up here and talk about the dream team? Hey, get in position and, and watch God work. And then Pastor Jeremy got up and he's like, I think that we have to do some work too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This is not just a backseat watching the Lord work. This is us working with him, hand in hand, because God won't do it without us. He could, but he chooses not to. Come on, it's so good. And so when we, when we, when we get in this posture, in this position, we're like, Lord, use me. Use me. I'm a vessel you can use. I came here this morning to be used by you. And when I leave here, Lord, I want to be used by you. And then Wednesday, God, when I wake up, I want to be used by you. It's what I want. And this is the posture and position that I'm going to stay in so that you can continue to use me. Pastor Zane talked about a season of advancing and possessing, advancing and possessing, advancing and possessing, advancing and possessing, advancement and possession. Taking a step, possessing the land, taking a step, possessing the land, taking a step, possessing the land. I'm not going to stop taking steps, but every time I take a step, I'm going to take something for myself. Dude, as he was speaking this, he was speaking this to our staff uh, in our leadership training. And, and as he's speaking it, I, I just visualized me taking a step and grabbing as much as I possibly could. It was like uh, uh, the grocery cart store. Uh, 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 what, what? Supermarket sweep! I'm on supermarket sweep! How many turkeys can I get? I was like, hey, you're in a season of advancement and possession. Oh, give me a cart, Lord. Mm, give me a cart. I'm up at the front of the supermarket. I'm like, you're going down. Oh, it's mine. Beep. Oh, I'm coming for the. I want the big, the big blow-ups. The big blow-ups are worth so much more. So I'm on a hot look. Oh, advancement. Position. Give me turkeys. Give me chicken. Give me all this. I want the more. Oh, I got to get back. I got to go to the foil. Where's the foil? The foil's worth a lot of money. I got to get the foil. I got to get the foil. I was just, I want to take it all. I need another card. You're going to have to run to get it. Oh, <laughs> oh, you think I'm joking. Oh, you think it's all about you just getting, but you got to put some work in. So advancement, as I advance, the Lord's going to give me possession, but I got to take it. It's mine for the taking, but if I don't reach out and take it, it'll never come into your barn. Oh, this is so good. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. This is not a, this is not a, a prosperity gospel to you give to get all this. This is advancement and possession. This is if I take a step, the Lord wants to give. So I'm going to step into to areas and say, Lord, that's good. I need some of that. I need some of that. Ooh, ooh I like that too. Can I have that too? Yeah. Yeah, because you took a step of obedience, you can have it all. Ooh, some of you, you, you don't miss this. Because you took a step, you can have it all. Because you stepped out and took a step when others wouldn't. Ooh, it's yours for the taking. Because you listened to me behind closed doors, Gideon. And you said, hey, Lord, what do you want? And I said, that's too many men. And you said, okay, just tell me what to do. You could, have had, you could have had the victory. 
But you chose to let me have the victory. Ooh, because of that, it's yours. Possession is yours. It's yours for the taking. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Tune your ears in. Advancement, possession. Advancement, possession. Oh, Lord, I want it all. I want it all, God, so I give it all back to you. And when I give it all back to you, you just give me more land. So I take more ground for you and I take it. And Lord, I say it's ours. I felt on Thursday to go pray over our city. I'm walking down the city streets and I just, I just started speaking in the spirit. started praying in the spirit. I'm just walking the streets, praying in the spirit. And can I tell you nothing in the moment miraculously happened. I thought for sure I'd look up and be like, angels come in, you know, people follow me behind, you know, Ooh, 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 we want Kenneth. Ooh, you know, like I thought for sure, like, you know, I was bringing down heaven in my private, you know, I'm like, Ooh, yes, Lord, you know, speaking time, like, yeah, this is it. I, I believe it. I turn around, I'm like, Oh, there's no army. <laughs> okay. We're just going to keep on walking. So I just felt the Lord. And I told the Lord, Lord, I want you to tell me what street to go to. Tell me where to, cause normally I'll just, just walk down to Kenneth, you know, praying. I was like, Lord, tell me what street to turn left on. So I walked down until he told me to turn left. And then I turn left. I'm like, here we go. Ready? Go. Oh, there's nobody here still. Okay. So I'm, I'm walking. I'm just walking, Kenneth. And I felt a rise come. And I felt the Lord start to say, hey, this is your city. What are you willing to do to take it? Ooh, I could get excited. I felt the Lord say, hey, this is your city. What are you willing to do to take it? Because it's beyond this city. It's this region. So you can't just get focused on one street. Ooh, you can't just get focused on one little area. You got to understand that this region is the Lord's. This region is mine. And so what are you willing to do to take it? Are you willing to fight in private alone? Some of us will say one prayer. And when we don't see the full surrounding of angels and an army, we're like, oh, Lord, it must not have been you. Must not have been you. This region must not be yours, Lord. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this is where we enter in. God, it's yours. You said it. You meant it. And you're going to do it. And you're going to use me. You hear me, Lord? <laughs> I just want to make sure you know. You're going to use me. Because I'm constantly going to be in tune with you. And so speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And then you keep on marching. Advancement, possession, advancement, possession, advancement, possession. Lord, do it. Do it in me. Do it through me. There's three types of people. Three types of people in this world. Number one, the person that lives in current season, only missing the opportunity to steward what is coming. The person that lives in the current season, only missing the opportunity to steward what is coming. Second type of person, person that lives in what is coming, forgetting to steward what they currently are in. Third type of person, the person that stewards the current season while preparing for the coming season to be able to steward it at its best. Three types of people. What type of person are you? The person that lives in the current season only missing the opportunity to steward what is coming. Second type of person, the person that lives in what is coming, forgetting to steward what they are currently in. Or the person that stewards the current season while preparing for the coming season to be able to steward it at its best. Only three types of people. If you're the type of person that is living in the current season only, then you're the type of person that is going to be like, let's go here and now. And then when that season's over, you're going to be like, what do we do next? I'm not sure. Help. That's first type of person. 
stewarding everything right there, right there in the moment, forgetting what's coming. And my God wants us to steward this and that. Second type of person only stewards what is coming because that's easier because you don't have to have any fruit. Ooh. <laughs> only steward season two, forgetting to steward season one. And everybody's like, so when do you think season two's coming? Because this guy just keeps on talking about what's coming, but we don't have anything. Like, oh, but you better be ready for what's coming next. You better, you better be ready. Put your seatbelt on for what's coming next. It's going to be great. Get ready for that hill. It's going to be amazing. You've been saying that for like five years. Because all you're ever doing is stewarding the season in front, forgetting to steward the season to get there. The Lord's like, if you don't steward this, I can't give you that. If you don't steward this small area, how are you going to be entrusted with the medium area before you get to the large area, before I take you to the extra large area? You can't do these things because you're not ready. So stop looking forward when you're currently not stewarding this. Then there's the third type of person, my favorite type of person, someone that can steward the current while preparing for the, the second. Stewarding the current in this season, we're stewarding the daylights out of this, and then we're constantly looking up and saying, okay, but that's where we're going. So I've got to do now to get there. I've got to do now to get there. This is where I'm at, but that's where I'm going. This is where I'm at. Come on, let's do this well. Come on. We need, we need teamwork. We need unity. We need to do these things well. Let's get in here and let God do his thing in this area. But understanding in the back of my mind, I'm constantly there. <laughs> I'm going to be here present, but ooh, that's where I'm headed. So how do I take point A, point B, point C, point D? How do I get all of these to get there? That's my end goal. So if I'm building for that, this is what we do over in the Power Place Academy. We always say we're building a 500-student school. Sounds cocky, but that's what I feel like the Lord is, is, is doing. Uh, there's no, there's no, I just believe that the Lord is building a 500-student school. That's where we're at. And so to get there, we're stewarding everything now like it is it. Oh, man, if I just had a lot of money, I'd give. Steward now like you do. You don't understand what I would do if I had a lot of money. Well, I do, because what are you doing with the little money you got? Probably replicated just with a lot of money. You probably wouldn't last that long. Probably wouldn't be a lot of money for a lot of days. Do you hear me? So our, our mindset is we'll steward it when we have it. Ooh, that's a dangerous mindset. We can't steward it when we have it because we've got to learn how to steward now. So if I can learn how to steward now, then, then what's coming, I'll be able to handle. Oh, man, if we just had this, if we just had that. No, 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 no. No, I've got to get ready here and now. If the Lord can see my heart in this season, then he'll be able to trust me in the next season. And then the Lord can start to do. Worship team, you can join me. In Daniel 2, verse 20, 21, it says, he changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. Ooh, that's so good. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He's not out just trying to find random, uh, you know, like crazy. Oh, I'll just give discernment to them. No, no, no. He gives wisdom to the wise. People that are hungry for more. As I come in for more. That's like the, the, the parable of the talents. The, uh, that, yeah, that's it. Man, you, you, you duplicated what I gave you. I'll give you more. I can trust you with more. And so I'm going to come in and I'm going to give more discernment, more knowledge, more wisdom. Why? Because you're hungry for it. And so since you're hungry for it, I can trust you with more of it. 
And so all of a sudden, there's, there's this understanding of, of who the Lord is. Deposes. It means removed from office suddenly and forcefully. He changes times and season. He deposes kings and raises up others. He removes from office suddenly and forcefully. That's the God I serve. Nope. Tree, die, done, withered. It's over. And when he says it, he means it, and it's done. It's over. So understand, the Lord is is pouring out, but he's pouring out on those who are hungry for more. You want fresh rain? Steward those prophetic words. I love what Pastor Zane said. You want you want you want some of this prophetic word? Say me too. Man, every word that went out, I'm like, me too. <laughs> it's so good. Why not? Why why can't the Lord speak to me on a personal level through someone else? Yes, Lord. Lord, I want all of you. Me too. I'm hungry for more. In Acts one, verse six, it says, "Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord." Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel or kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority. It's not for you to know every detail. It's only for you to know to be obedient. Fall in place. There's so many conversations we have with our kids and they're like, but what does that mean? We're like, you're not going to (laughs) know. Love being a parent. I don't have to give you all the details. I just tell you what to do and you have to do it. <laughs> it's great. I have the authority to let you know a few things and not all of the things because you can't be trusted as a child with all of the details. Oh, and when you understand your position, you're just a child of the most high God. We're just a child. So we have availability to this much. And he gives us access to it. But we get concerned what's on the outside of that box of knowledge. Like, Lord, you got to give me more. You have to give me more. I'm not fasting until you give me more. Huh? Backwards. Lord, I am not giving. I'm not giving until you give me more. Huh? No, no, no. I gave you exactly what you needed to know. And my authority and understanding for you is to fall in line and be obedient with what you know. And then I will continue to give you more advancement and possession, advancement and possession, advancement. Is that me? Advancement and possession. Are you okay with following the Lord with faith? Or do you need to know every detail? Because God wants to pour out. Genesis 8:22 As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. <laughs> as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. I love this verse. Because it starts out and you're like, "Yes, as long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited. And then it goes on and brings the verse way down. It says cold, mm, hate it. I'm already annoyed. I want, I want summer back. 
I'm really praying that international anointing. (laughs) Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. I believe that this is clear language to help us to understand that seed time and harvest is here and upon us, but you're going to have to get through different seasons to see it happen. You got to get through different seasons to let it come to full fruition. You got to get through different seasons in your life. Some seasons in your life might be really hard. I've been through those seasons. Seasons where you're like, oh Lord, I don't know if there's a hope in this. Can I even make it through? Is ministry even my calling or should we just bag it all? I've been there where I didn't want to get out of bed and I'm like, Lord, what is this? And then waking up to to the understanding, oh, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. The enemy is out to take out my feet because he doesn't want me producing harvest. And so in that, he's going to use the cold season, the season where I can't see anything. He's going to use the cold season, the season that I feel like, oh man, maybe I just want to shut myself up inside or or maybe I don't want to do. He's going to use that season to come in and be like, doubt, worry, nope, you can't handle it. You can't do it. There's another sickness. How dare you? You can't. Then we come in all defeated. I don't know. Is God even real? Does he even love me? Does he even want to use me? I thought he had a a prophetic word over my life. I just don't know if he even wants to use me anymore. It's like, this is the different seasons. Come on, you got this. Don't give in to that. I I need you to fight in these moments. This This is the area for you to fight. I'm bringing a harvest. It's seed time and harvest, cold (laughs) and hot. What are you going to do in that season? Are you going to give up on it all just because it's summer? Are you going to go out and and not come to church anymore because it's summertime? That was a rabbit trail. I might park here for a second. Because we're in the winter now, so I can go and address summer. You can't just choose when you want to come to church. Because it's convenient for you. Now, this this hurts. This 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 is like one of those like really touchy subjects that's like, if you don't say, Can I pass you for a moment before you say it? It's like super offensive, you know? So I'm just going to leave the can I pass you for a moment out of it, okay? So we can just go right to the direct point. Here it is. Don't just pick church. And this is not a a church growth statement, okay? This is not like, we need you here. No, no, the Lord wants you here. The Lord wants you here so that he can use you here. For us, in our house, it's not an option. Like, well, you run the place, you have to show up. No, I mean, we got enough pastoral staff. It's good. No, 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 no. Where's your priorities? Where where is that? Well, Lord, I just want to steward your prophetic words. You don't even steward Sabbath. You don't even show up on the day that I set apart for you to show up. You can't even manage that in your life. How are you going to manage everything else? You want fresh rain. But you always leave your umbrella at home. 
You say one thing, you say you want something, but yet, eh, do you really mean it? When we understand who God is, when we understand the goodness of who he is, he pours out because he made a promise. As long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Stand with me, please. Genesis 45, verse 27. But when they told him everything, Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. But when they told him everything, Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. Pastor Zane said, the wagons of provision are coming. The wagons of provision are coming. I see in the heavenly realms, I see spirits reviving. I see different people that have been asleep, that have been sick, that have been out of it for years. I see the Lord reviving over and over again. I see people on bed rest at homes reviving back to health because the wagons of provision are coming to this house. I'm telling you, it's not just a coincidence that this house is the pool of Bethesda, but we know that the Lord is sending backup. He's saying, I'm sending wagons of provision to your house. Are you ready? Because when the wagons pull up, I'm going to need an army to unload them. Are you ready for what I'm getting ready to pour out on your house? Because as I pull up with wagons of provision, we're going to need armies and armies and armies of people being like, look at all this provision. Take one and hand it down. We've got so much we don't know what to do with it all. Look, there's a basket of healing. Hand it on to somebody dealing with cancer. Hey, here's about, oh, are you kidding me? This is a financial blessing. I know that you needed it. Wagons of provision. Here you go. Pass it down. Who needs it? It's up for the taking. Not just some pretty words. Not just some cute saying. This is Bible. I see streams coming from this house. Not just something that's said. It's not just loose words. That's a prophetic vision of what's coming. And it's already here. We host him. When we say no spirit, but the Holy Spirit, we mean it. He said provision is coming from unexpected areas. (laughs) Provision is coming from unexpected areas. Provision is coming from unexpected areas. Just lift your hands all over this place. Lord, we receive you. Lord, we receive you. 
God, we call down on rain. We say rain down on us, Lord. Send revival rain. It's here and now. Lord, we're not waiting. You're already pouring. God, I pray that you would help us to steward the flow. Help us to steward the flow. Help us to steward the flow. We love you and we thank you, Jesus. I believe the Lord is saying this morning, it starts in your home. So here's what I want to do. I want you to circle up in your, in your family units. I want you to circle up in your family units. If you're here alone, just join a family. <laughs> okay, I want you to circle up in your family units. Circle up in your family units, I know. I get it. If, if, you, if you see someone standing by themselves beside you, just pull them into your family unit. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Revival rain is coming to your house first. It's coming to your house first. It's coming to your house first. Right where you're at, I just want you to start praying. I want you to start praying over revival rain coming to your house first. Lord, start it in our house. Go ahead and say your last name. Lord, I pray over the Hollis home. Let your revival rain pour out on our home. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Revival rain. Revival rain. Start it in us. Start it in us. Start to speak prophetically over your home. Start to say words out of your mouth. Lord, I pray. I pray that you would start. Lord, let streams come from our house. Let streams of living water come from our house. Lord, let it be artesian water. Hey, full of health and wholeness. Healing, Lord. God, I pray as it filters things out. Lord, pour your spirit out upon us. In Jesus' name. Oh, God, I pray that your anointing fill this place. Let your anointing fill this place. Let your anointing fill this place. Let your anointing fill this place. Pour out, Lord. Pour out, Lord. We welcome you, Jesus. We welcome you, Jesus. We welcome you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, just call down on heaven. He's so good. Just call down on heaven. I believe unity is coming to the room. I believe unity is coming to the room. Unity is coming to the room. Yeah, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. There's breakthrough happening even in this moment. There's breakthrough happening even in this moment. You're feeling prompted to pray something. I want you to pray it. You're feeling prompted to pray something over your home. Pray it. Pray it out loud. Be boisterous about it. Let the devil know where you stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep praying, keep praying. Yes, yes, yes. This is revival. 
Yes, yes. Don't stop praying. If you have your heavenly language, just lift it up. You're warring. You're warring. You're not prophesying. You're warring. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. children right now parents in the room, I feel, I just feel this urgency in my spirit. You have children that are running away from the Lord. 